previously on Live at 605. I think this was meant to be like sexy. Because watch, they're going to like spike the ball and then they're going to like hug each other and stuff. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. All right, Goose. Let's do it. Yeah. Woo. Woo. When do they hug each other? John Mallon. And Val Gomez. from a very muggy Toronto. This is episode 11 of season 8, the penultimate episode of Live at 6.05. I am sitting here with my co-host, possibly to your left, but mainly my right. This (laughs) is one Mr. John Mallon, (laughs) a.k.a. Chaboy, a.k.a. The Chosen One, a.k.a. That Guy's Podcast, a.k.a. You Know What It Is, a.k.a. You Know What It Does, a.k.a. You Listen to Live 605. Hashtag narcissistic. (laughs) I like your use of penultimate because I've been reading that a lot in The Hollywood Reporter for like reviews of shows I watch. It's like the penultimate episode. You know what penultimate means? It means very, it means something very interesting. (laughs) Invalid. It means like the big, it's like, holy shit, this is it. Didn't we have a sting where it's like, John doesn't know what these words mean? Something like that. I think you should put that one in right here. What is the definition of penultimate? Oh, John's got some terms that he thinks are cool, but he doesn't realize he's a body boy. It is the ultimate pen. <laughs> Penultimate means second to last. Why do I keep reading this in like, <laughs> how many second to last episodes am I reading, right? Reviews about. <laughs> if shows are coming to an end, yeah. the penultimate episode would be the second to the season finale. Huh. Huh. Good to know. Yeah. You... <laughs> Not most st- ultimate. <laughs> An ultimate. <laughs> you fool anyway, for this one. You fool for this one, bitch. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my head. I'm. I don't. I'm all over the place today because it would. It wouldn't be a live at six or five episode without one of us doing laundry, right? Oh, obviously. So, but I'm all. I was gonna say I'm doing the penultimate laundry. <laughs> no. Why were you just flexing your arms? I don't know. You just like muscle flexed your arms. <laughs> Sometimes I like to see how stacked I am. Let me let me feel your arm. Ah, damn, damn girl. girl, you got some heat. <laughs> packing some heat on you. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know what penultimate means, but if someone's packing heat, what does that mean? You got a gun. There you go. I know my shit. That's hood, bitch, <laughs> over here. Um. Okay. So should we get into how do people contact us before we go into it? Please. So, whoa, I would just like to point out that I am over 200 followers on Twitter. Or no, on <laughs> Nice Insta- try. Who are you, Instagram. me? Yeah, on Instagram. So thank you to the lovely eight individuals who added yeah. me to Instagram this week. You keep kicking up my numbers. All I like getting are like into the double digits on our pic collages on my Instagram account. So thank you to all those lovely listeners who added me. It is Val Gomez 23. This is a great week to add me because there are baseball games, Chicago voyages, and other fun things that will be happening this week you might want to check out. Definitely. Um, so I got some Instagram beef I got to get into after I talked about all my stats and stuff. <laughs> How many stats do you have? Well, I mean my, my, my Twitters and shit. You only have one Twitter account. Well, you, Mal and Camp on your Instagram, your Twitters. I got one new Instagram follower. I'm at Whoa. 75. It's not a sex bot. Not a sex bot. But mm-hmm. on Twitter, 
Remember we had the argument two weeks ago? I said I had 450 when I didn't. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not going to write on you. I was curious. So, how many... And my goal was two weeks ago, before the penultimate episode, why'd you flex again? <laughs> it's creeping me out. I don't know. Like, my arm is itchy. It's like the episode of Entourage, you just watch your drama dates the really muscular chick. And no! Oh, no, I'm not saying no. you're like, I'm just saying you're flexing like her. <laughs> is it because you want to flex now? No. <laughs> this, this is, is a, a no, no flex zone. zone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're on Get sync. out of my head, Malin. Get out of my head. Christ, you might have another... Hip hop <laughs> album title this week. This might be called No Flex Zone. How did you know what a No Flex Zone is? I don't know. I heard you say it. So on Twitter, I was trying to get to 450. It didn't happen last week. Not 450. But I'm proud to announce right now I'm at 456. And you can Whoa. look, I'm not even lying. No, you're not. So again, I'm trying to get to 605 followers. <laughs> Maybe by season 15. <laughs> Good luck. You will probably lose one. That might be me. <laughs> Jesus. And then uh, you can also fo- uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash live at 605. Yes, please. And then if I'm on iTunes, what should I be doing? Definitely leave us a message or a comment on our iTunes page because every posting that you leave there gets us pushed back into the news and noteworthy yep. and helps extend our reach. Definitely. I will say that you put out a really cool picture on Instagram, which I hijacked and put on my Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so last week, if you were following either of us... Uh, Maybe, John, probably you. <laughs> John posted a picture of our stats of how many downloads there were across the world. Yeah. It was really interesting because every country that... or. I guess region as well that has been downloaded and was shaded in blue and I think it was the degree of blue indicated how much it had been downloaded so realistically we've been downloaded everywhere around the world except for Greenland, uh, Greenland Iceland and, and like some Scandinavian countries so yeah. guys we're asking you here you know to step away from that volcano get out of that meadow yeah. put down the danish and exactly. download the podcast jesus drop my pen your pen ultimate pen my pen ultimate <laughs> i was going to say yeah go to facebook.com i haven't posted this picture on facebook i'll do that mm-hmm. this week so everyone can see it mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's crazy like we've been downloaded almost entirely around the whole entire yeah. world like it's just as you can see in this picture there's a couple there's like a handful of countries we haven't yeah. been downloaded in. I think but. some of the areas in Africa are war-torn. So. Exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think they got bigger issues to think to, about. To listen to us. Yeah. But, um, so on that positive Instagram note, I have some Instagram beef that I have with my 75 followers. Okay. So, last... Is this your sponsorship? No. We have two sponsors. I know you have one. From yesterday. yesterday. Then I have another one. Obviously. So this... I would never get to be the only sponsor. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can have a sponsor, I'll just tell a story afterwards. Okay. But I wanted, because we were talking Instagram, before yeah. we got into sponsorships, I wanted to talk about this picture I'm showing you right now. I don't know, you keep flying. Oh, you got 12! Exactly, but oh, we'll, we'll discuss that. So what yeah. what picture are you looking at from my Instagram? So John, for his birthday, bought himself the new Darkness album on vinyl, which is a pretty cute, cool album cover. So he took a picture of the actual vinyl record. Signed vinyl record. Signed vinyl record, which is an awesome blue um, teal color, on our record player with the actual album cover cover art behind it. And initially when he posted it, I think John was pissed off because he only had, like, three people like it, including me. 
So really, in essence, it was two, but one of the cool people who liked his picture was... So I post this picture Monday night. You were out jamming, doing your thing. Yeah. And I post a picture, and five minutes goes along. I thought it was a pretty artistically taken picture as well. For as far as it goes, vinyl pictures. No! At least I'm not picturing, taking pictures of, like, Chinese food that I'm eating at, like, <laughs> Pai Tom's or some shit. <laughs> That's it's like Thai food. Bow Thai Monday. I was going to say, it's called Pai... Tom's, it's Thai food. I don't Racist. Know. <laughs> so, I post this picture. I thought you were showing it to oh, somebody no. just. I was like, we're not on video. An hour goes by, no one likes it. I go check my Instagram, I get one like. You know who likes it? No. The actual darkness. <laughs> darkness, the real darkness, liked my picture. That's cool. And so then, that means Justin Hawkins liked it. Exactly. And then 12 hours goes by, and I have like three likes. <laughs> one of them's from the darkness, one of them's from you, and one of them's from like probably some sex bot. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm going to look at this picture now. So I, now who likes it? I got 12 likes, guaranteed none of them are my friends. No. You, the darkness, and just like <laughs> sex bots, 10 sex bots like my picture. That's telling of their demographic they pull in. So it's like, I don't know where all my 75 Do you want me to at. post it? Should we do like competitions? We should. And I'll post it and yeah. see what we get. We'll be like, oh man, John just got the darkness for his birthday, but I wanted to post it now. Exactly. So. We should do, we, we can like see the stats and see if you get more likes. Yeah. Because we did that. We did that. How many likes did you get with your map of... Of all of our downloads. I'll tell you right now, I got five. And you were one of them, so I got four. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. What'd you get? Sixteen. Sixteen compared to my four. <laughs> yeah. The exact same picture. I'm sorry. Uh, you got 200 likes. <laughs> so, anyways. But I digress. I don't want... I want to make sure you get your sponsorship yeah. in there. So, this is your sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. Why did you just do that? Because I wanted to bad I wanted to talk some shit about you. Me? Not only so last week we recorded the podcast on the Sunday. Monday night I edited it while you're doing your jamming. Yeah. When I'm editing it, I hear your sponsorship I give my sponsorship and then you're like, oh, you gave your sponsorship and at the end you're like, that was my pseudo sponsorship. Did I not do what I hate doing? Make a new sting just for you. Come to Ask you if you listen to the podcast the next day. Like, yeah, I listened to, like the first forty minutes. <laughs> like, did you like your custom sting? You're like, what? I didn't hear custom sting. I'm like, I made a custom sting for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was grocery shopping for us so that you would be fed and nourished enough to edit the podcast on Monday. Maybe I was just thinking of you. You were jamming when I was editing. I don't know. Well, the sponsorship sting I just gave you is probably the one I gave you last week. So listen closely to this Fine, one. Fine, I will. So what is your actual sponsor then? This was with us. So we were, we came, we we saw a bunch of movies this weekend because it was like such horrible weather in Toronto this weekend. Um, but yeah, we saw a couple. And yesterday we went with Sean and Tesla, yeah. Batman, exactly. to go see a film and we were like, oh, we hadn't ate really lunch or dinner at this point. So no. we were like, okay, let's go get some dinner. Uh, so we dropped ourselves, Sean dropped us off in the village, and we're like, oh, we'll just walk to go get some burgers. Yeah. So we got some burgers, and we're walking back to our apartment. And on the way back down a one-way street, out of nowhere, because you're, you're really good, because you always say, did you look both ways before? You never look both ways. I never ways. look both ways. I look at John looking both ways. <laughs> and here, this is my life tip within your sponsorship. This Whoa. is a John's life tip. Life. Life. 
tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch trip, this is John's life tips. This is getting too existential. I know. <laughs> so, what, even when we're crossing streets in a one-way, you know what? I tell you, you gotta look both ways down a one-way. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because even though it's a one-way for cars, it's not a one-way for bikers. And as we know, we hate bikers. Yes. So look both ways crossing one way in case there's bikers This coming. is a great way to learn that lesson. So, we're walking down the street, this one-way street in our area, and we have our burgers in tow. <laughs> John's looking both ways because he's extra safe. Yeah. I'm looking at John, looking both ways, and he's like, whoa, don't go yet. There's a... There was a, like a scooter. scooter like, that, a, like a... Electric scooter. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't close, but I would say it's like... It just turned the corner. It was like 20 feet away from us. Yeah. So, so I was we, like, let's just wait. Let's not Let's chat. wait it out. As we're waiting on the sidewalk, though, there's another gentleman on the same side with us walking towards the intersection where yeah. we just came. So the scooter's like coming down. It's an old, it's like a weird eccentric guy in a scooter with someone holding on for dear life yeah. behind him. So he's like, oh no, don't worry. And I was like, okay, thank you. He, yeah, he kind of took the corner. He's like, don't worry, guys. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, you can go. And so we're like, okay. Yeah. So we fully start walking across the street to cross to go to the other side. And this other guy behind us is still walking down the sidewalk. Doesn't the guy on the scooter not pull up on the sidewalk yeah. and almost take out the second guy behind us? And I was like, holy shit. And yeah. then, like, the guy was like, what the fuck what are, the are you, are you doing? doing? Right? And then the, well, he dropped off the woman because I guess the apartment building that they, he, the couple was going to on their scooter was, yeah. like, right beside us. Yeah. So he gets off his scooter and they literally <laughs> start, like, verbally fisticuffing on yeah. the sidewalk and it was crazy so I was like we were kind of looking at it and I felt so bad because the I guy didn't. was well the guy was super nice to us yeah but and I then also, he was a dick to the other guy but then in general we hate bikes in general well he, my logic was he wasn't super nice to us he was just like a crazy asshole like yeah he was one of those I don't even know how to describe him he was just like a weird guy I could just tell from the way he yelled at us like don't worry guys and the yeah. way he like darted onto the sidewalk I'm like this guy's crazy I was like was there need for that you have a whole fucking street available to you although you have a story for today that might be proactive biking i hate the fact that well yeah because of the TV, oh yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah dreaded transportation acronym mm -hmm. um what you call it we both john and i had this debate it's like do we hate bikers in the city more than we hate skateboarders and i said to you that i think i hate skateboarders yeah. more and you were, like, indifferent. I, so well, you I, hate both. Yeah, I hate both. I hate bikers more because I see skaters less. Yeah. And then when we're not getting dinner last night, did we not see a guy walk in holding a skateboard and a tire to a bike? I know. I'm like, it's oh, like, oh, the worst. Worst of the worst. But I hate the fact that, like, Toronto has come so far as to, like, uh, make customized lane for bikers, yet somehow they're still on the sidewalk. It's just like, get over yourself. I know. I just want to tell people... Whenever I see bikers on the sidewalk, mm -hmm. they always give me attitude. Even when I walk home today, I always give them as little room as possible because I'm like, hit me. Because I want to be like, oh, don't hit me because you'll hurt me. Yeah. But if the guys are ever like, get out of here. I yeah. just want to say to someone, it's called sidewalk, not side cycle. Oh. It's true. The sidewalk, not side cycle. Wheels yeah. belong on the road. So stupid. Anyway, that was my sponsorship. Sponsorship of the week. Apparently, because I was on a shoot all day, or like multiple shoots all day, I missed the travesty in Toronto. Uh, Do you want to tell that story? As the sub 
No, I know no sub sponsors. I ain't doing no no. Whoa. No 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 more sponsorships. No, I don't want, want no, no scrubs. <laughs> we were more in sync when we said no flex. Like so. Well, let me just tell my initial TTC story, then I'll talk about the <laughs> shitty one. Okay. I was on the subway last week going into work and I jumped jumped on the streetcar and you guys already know I'm pissed off. With the streetcar because you yeah. have to show your proof of payment. Which is so silly. Which is on some bullshit if you ask me. Yeah. And so I get on, it's one of the newer streetcars, and I'm sitting down, and then there's like a lady sitting in front of me. So we were just, the new streetcars were like kind of staring at each other. Yeah. I know, it's weird. It's like the go train. Uh, yeah, except like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like mm-hmm. the go train. So we're staring at each other, mm-hmm. and then this other older lady gets on, it's like standing in between us. Yeah. And as that lady got on, the lady who's sitting in front of me, like, we're staring at each other. Goes and starts waving. At who? And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure she's waving at the lady standing up. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't get a good look. Is she waving at I was at like, you? is she waving at me? So I looked. But, but then I'm like, I kind of darted my head because I'm yeah. like, I didn't wave back. Is she good looking? No. She was a tortoise. I don't know. Was she on a scale of 1 to 10? What do you rate her? Uh, uh, you know, she may have been beautiful inside, so 6.5. <laughs> Holy shit, eh? What? 6.5 for beautiful inside? You only give a 3.5 rating to people who are good looking? Well, no, it's 6. Point, I don't know. Okay, keep You're, going. But my point was, I was like, oh shit, what if this is someone I know? And I turned my head away and I didn't wave at her. So I'm like, I can't look at her in case I, it's someone I know. Oh, okay. For the rest of the trips, then I gotta pretend like I'm yeah, yeah. And then I was kind of like trying to look to see if I knew her at all. Okay. And then, because I was like, oh, if it's. If this girl's waving at the girl standing up, it's going to be awkward when they get off at the same stop. Okay. And anyways, I didn't know the chick. She was waving at the girl standing up. Whoa. So it was just like one of those awkward situations that I made more awkward. What would awkward. you have done if it was somebody you knew? Would you be obligated to talk to them? Uh, I would have just, yeah, I guess. I would have been like, oh, hey, what's going down? Wadaguan. <laughs> See, I've ridden with people, I don't know, I've had horror stories of, you always, every once in a while, you'll ride with people that you barely know, and you're, like, forced to talk to them. Yeah. I had to ride once with a guy going somewhere that I barely knew, and he talked very loudly about being like, oh, you know, I was fucking this chick. And that was too weird was, that day. He was like, I was fucking this chick of color, and there's yeah. people of color around me, and they're just like, I'm like, I don't know this guy. That's why I always get nervous, like, if I'm with you, like, if we get called out. Not for fucking chicks of color. No. <laughs> but um, do you, what do you, what do you got there? Oh no, I just had another because I was like when you were talking about the streetcar and everything. Yeah. So, um, what you gonna call it? This is not an all transportation <laughs> podcast, obviously. But there, it was a big 2015 moment for Toronto to jump into progress. Toronto has finally made. It's called the Union Pearson uh, Express. Yes, I'm curious to hear about that. Yeah, so I guess basically after years and years and years of other large metropolitan cities around the world yeah. having, one, their transportation subway system work effectively and be cost effective, uh, Toronto has jumped in halfway, put their hat in the ring, to offer subway or train service to Pearson Airport from downtown Toronto. Nice. Finally. Finally. So it's kind of crazy because it's like obviously if you're in uh, London, you can take um, the metro all the way to Gatwick or to Heathrow, I think. 
Um, and obviously Paris, you can take it to Charles de Gaulle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. New York, et cetera. you can. Chicago, where we're going in three days, you yeah. can take subway all the way from Midway to downtown. So the one thing that John and I are always debating is, like, from where we live in Toronto, it ends up being about $60 flat rate plus tip to go one way yeah. to Pearson Airport because it's more located outside of the Burbs yeah. um, going west. It was like, I was just looking up, like, what would be the cost for both of us to take the Union, quote-unquote, Express. Okay. yeah. It's $44. Really? $44 for... Feature? No, total. Oh. Two adult one-way tickets. So, I think that would almost be worth it if the timeline... But I, I'm curious to see how long people actually... Hmm. T- or how many people take this service. Yeah. If, if it is as inefficient as it was today, the transportation system in Toronto, I hear. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. I don't know for forty well forty four dollars. It's like, do you have you have to go all the way down to Union? No, there's one at Bloor apparently. Oh, there's one at Bloor. Yeah. But then where does it drop you off? Like you have to walk a lot. I have no idea. It's like, is it worth? <laughs> I did lofty research. That's just okay. Now. It's like, is it worth it to pay like an extra fifteen bucks to get door to door service in a nice car? But it, no, it's like finally, goddammit, it, I Ron. know. So today I awoke. And um, it was pouring rain today. It's mm-hmm. been very muggy. It's supposed to rain all week, which is really shitty. Are you telling the TTC story? Yeah. So I had a shoot this morning. So I got up at about 6.30 and had to leave for about 7.20 to go downstairs um, to haul ass to Stouffville. So I was getting a ride. And so it's like dark. It was rainy this morning, but it wasn't pouring. It was just like spitting and everything. There's a few people leaving the building when I was. And I basically was on the road for about an hour, and I hadn't really checked the news, read any tweets or anything, or spoken to you till I got home yeah. today. And so I didn't realize that all of this had happened. John, continue. So I woke up, and I usually go in for anywhere between like 9 and 9.30. Like I usually get in about 9.15-ish. Mm-hmm. And I get up, take my time. I think I quickly check Twitter, and it's just like, oh, give yourself lots of time. There's delays today. It's like, ah, oh, god damn it. it. I was like, oh, there's always delays. Like, fuck this thing. Fuck the TTC. Like, I hate them. Yeah. I always say that. They're pieces of shit, these yeah. people. The worst people in the world. And so I was like, all right. So I get ready. I leave at my normal time, like 8.45, 8.50. I was like, oh, expecting delays. Get down to the subway. Subway comes right on time. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Get to Union Station. Streetcar comes within two minutes. And I get to work, like, mm-hmm. in 20 minutes. Like, it's pretty quick. Then I go to check Twitter when I get into work. And everyone's just, like, blasting the TTC. So apparently... Yeah. Now, I don't have all the facts because it didn't affect me, but what I understand was during, like, pivotal rush hour times, yeah. every subway line was down, like, uh, north, Louise. south, east, west. If you're trying to go to Scarborough, west end, east end, north end, like, everything was shut down, and there was no shuttle buses, because usually when they... That's crazy. Usually when the subway's down, they have shuttle buses. There's limited streetcars. Yeah. Basically, what happened was, I guess all the radio frequency went down because, like, the bad weather, which seems like a bullshit. Which seems so bullshit, because it was like, was it really that bad weather? But everything went down, and I read that between 120 and 150,000, 150,000 people had their morning commute disrupted. It got to a certain point where because there's no streetcars, no subways, and no shuttle buses, TTC officials, those pieces of shit, (laughs) pigs, motherfuckers, told people to take cabs if they want to get to work. That's so insane. fuck you. I have never heard, unless it was like a bomb scare in another yeah. city, 
the whole TTC shutting down. Everything was down. So, like, by the time I got home and, like, actually looked at my phone, I just saw, like, everyone's statuses being, like, my socks are really wet. It was pouring rain, too. Pouring rain. Everybody was, like, either had to, like, walk. It's, like, I think that's really presumptuous to assume people can just, like, afford to take a cab, like, if they were going, like, an extraneous amount of time. Well, let's just say I was going to, like, Scarborough for work, and I tried to go to, uh, like, college or Dundas uh, station. Yeah. It's like, oh, nothing's working. Take a cab. Well, that's going to be like a 45 minutes to an hour ride. And you know how much that is for a cab? Like, that could be $100. Which is like, is the TTC going to like reimburse? Exactly. So, fuck those motherfuckers. I love calling them out because they're such like useless tools. But I'm like, it was fine by the time I was going. That's so so ridiculous. But uh, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. That was insane. I was trying to find an article about it to see if anybody quoted anything, but yeah. Yeah. So anyways, look that up if you're outside of Toronto. Mm-hmm. I we mean, apologize if you didn't have our podcast to listen to exactly. in this shitty weather. So I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that those are all the TTC. I could go on for days about TTC stories. <laughs> Should we talk about the week? I do. I wanted to bring one thing up from last week's podcast. What? So you remember when we were playing... One thing. You already called me out for one thing. You want to bring two things No, I'm not calling you out. Yeah. Oh, so the last thing you called me out for was the penultimate thing you called me out for. I called you out for... The sponsorship. That's one thing. You're like, I want to talk about one thing from last week's podcast. Yeah. This would be the second thing. Ah, the penultimate. No, the last one was the penultimate. (laughs) Ah, because it's the second one. (laughs) One day. for this one. One day you'll get it. Keep going. So when we were doing Hit the Post, yeah. we did the Cars. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I gave this whole story about how Dan and I listened to the Cars, like one of their albums. And I'm like, oh, you know, there's a song that we dubbed uh, Caveman Rock because it sounded like caveman music. Yeah. Did you find the song? I finally found the song. So I wanted to play like 10 seconds okay, of it. Okay, let's hear it. It's from their 1978 album, The Cars. Yeah. The song is called I'm in Touch with Your World. <laughs> and tell me if this is not caveman rock. You ready? I can tell if it already feels ugly. Hold on. You, you kind of have to like shake your head back and forth yeah. and like stand. It sounds too creepy. You know what's weird? Look up now. She blinded me with sight. Oh no! Look that song up. Uh, who sings that one again? Uh, I hate. See, I have I have we talked about my disdain for the '80s? I hate '80s music. It's the weird. But now listen to the Cars. Even though the Cars are okay. '70s, now listen to She Blinded Me with Science. Here we go. <laughs> it sounds exactly the same. Look at the same dance moves. <laughs> you want to know what the biggest difference is? Go. The Cars song came out in the '70s, therefore I love it. This I song just came said out in the that. '80s. You just plagiarized me. But um, Wait, John Fogerty? Uh, can I play you? There's only one good version of Blinded Me with Science. Ew, there's no good versions. And you know who did it? No. Mob Deep, featuring Twista. <laughs> it's called... She Blinded uh, Me with Science? No, it's a rap version of it. It's called... She Blinded Me with Science, foo? Got it twisted. Listen Come to this. On. Oh, listen to this version. Too weird, too weird. Uh, but anyways, songs like Blinding Me with Science, songs by like Flock of Seagulls, songs by, songs by Duran Duran, oh, Hungry Duran by the Wolf, it's too weird, I can't listen to it at all. You're such a hypocrite. I have to call out 
Well, I was going to say I have to call up my older sister, Jen, but first I got to say happy birthday to my little sister, Katie, because it's her birthday. Oh, birthday Shout out to Katie. Happy birthday to her. Hopefully she's listening, but yeah, probably not. But Who knows? Uh, shout out to her. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. But my older sister, Jen, I remember we drove to Florida once for a family vacation, and it was great. My dad had like a van, and it was like a two and a half day trip. Mm-hmm. And that was back in the mid 90s, mm-hmm. where like I don't even know if I had a cassette player. So it's just like, let's all listen to the same album. And my sister had like Best of the 80s, and it was all like Blind to Me, Science, Hungry Like the Wolf. All this weirdo 80s shit where I'm like, yeah. I can't get into this. It's too weird. So I'm like scarred by it. So you're like, I can't get into this until 20 years later when everyone samples that shit. And then I will be into it. I don't know what you're talking. I hate, I love new, new wave. I hate old, <laughs> new wave. <laughs> that is the hipster answer for anyone who doesn't know. But I think 80s is the worst decade for music. And I like, I'm, obviously I like some 80s music. Like, um, uh. Uh, those guys who do that song, fuck, uh, Guns N' Roses. No, 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 no. I went like that. Oh, Guns okay. N' like Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I guess. So you like hair bands? Yeah, I like when they like when heroin was like pretty big in rock. Heroin rocks. Always <laughs> Heroin's big. always big in rock. That's true. <laughs> okay. But it's just those weirdos like '80s like synthy ding ding ding. Okay, let's listen to Saint Lucia and then see what you think. Oh, Saint Lucia's always good. Okay. Um, but yeah, why don't we talk about the week? Whoa. You had a good Monday, and I had, like, the best surprise dinner for you Monday night. Yeah? What'd you do Monday? I don't even remember. You went jamming, yo. Was that this Monday? This past Monday, yeah? No. Yeah? Oh, it was this past Monday. That's because Monday. we recorded last Sunday. Holy shit, this week feels so long. Yeah. Uh, so, bi-weekly, we all go kick it at the rehearsal factory um, with everyone from work, and it's so much fun, but this week was especially fun because... I convinced our dear friend Chris to actually come with us. Um, And it's always fun because, like, a lot of our friends, they should all know each other at this point. It's like we always have, like, the seasonal house parties for, like, birthdays and holidays and everything. But I always think, like, everyone's a little bit, a little bit belligerent. So they might not remember names and everything. Of course. So Chris came, and Chris is a fantastic singer. If you don't remember listening to season six of the podcast when we were in London. Yeah. Um, for, or sorry, in X for Lillian's wedding. So it was just really fun to get him there. Super cute. He printed out all of the songs on our set list. Yeah. And we were like so hardcore jamming. It was so funny. We actually did The Darkness uh, uh, that Dallas. day. And Nick was so impressed at how Chris could hit the falsetto of Justin Hawking. Really? It was crazy. And it's like, only in our jam session can we do Kelly Clarkson followed by Rage Against the Machine. Mm, so, like, that's crazy. Chris was, like, in heaven. So I'm really excited because we're jamming again this following Monday. Um, but everybody's like, let's go grab food. I'm like, oh, I can't. John's making something. So yeah. I, like, literally hauled ass home. And then I came home and I was like, oh, it smells good in here. So... There was a, on the weekend, oh, it was after my birthday. Birthday. Once every, like, six months, we both crave KFC, right? The dirty <laughs> part. I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> For me, it's usually when I feel healthy that I'm like, okay, I can intake mutated chicken and, like, sweat out the grease. Yeah, and unfortunately, the day after my birthday, I was super hungover. But you did say you're like, I could do KFC. I could, but I wouldn't fully enjoy it or eat it. It would have been a waste of money. Which we have done before. Yeah. Which where is- John has like been like, I'll eat it, and then literally like 
hand on head, much like in the Instagram picture, <laughs> passed out in his bucket of grease. Exactly. So come Monday, you're out. You're like, oh, I won't be home until 9.30. You just eat all, get dinner. I'm like, no, no, I'll do something. I didn't really feel like cooking. So I was like, why don't I get you the, I was going to say the penultimate <laughs> dinner. One day. The, the one last day. KFC order would have been the penultimate. The penultimate, right. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Learning on 605. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're going to be home at 930. It usually takes like 50 minutes for KFC to come. Mm-hmm. I'm going to order it at 840. You know what? It's going to come like at 925 right mm-hmm. before you get up here. Do I not order it at 840 <laughs> and it comes it, it somehow came in 15 minutes. I know, which 855, is... 8.55, unheard of. Which is bananas, because sometimes when we've ordered KFC, you know, like six-month durations, yeah. it once never came at yeah. all. Like, a couple times it just never came. And they yelled at us for being like, yeah. you never ordered a bitch. And I was like, I'm not paying you, foo. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? And then this guy came like 15 minutes. I'm like, Christ, what I am know. I supposed to do for like another 40 minutes? I felt so bad. You seemed so like apologetic, but I was like, oh no, this is great. It's sometimes better to eat KFC. Our friend Matt told us this once. He's like, KFC is sometimes better when it's cold uh, because it's yeah. less greasy, which uh. I was like, ew, that's disgusting. Why would you want to eat cold chicken? Yeah. Right? But at the same time, I find if you let the KFC sit for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. it's less oily. So maybe we were just thinking ahead. There you go. So I thought that was a good start to week. Is it, <laughs> it, you surprised it really that- was. I was in a coma for the rest and I had to wash my face like four times. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have it again in November. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, I got to take a quick break and go grab my laundry. Gross. All right. We're back. And I just want to say I had the best laundry experience today. Go. You want to know why I had the best laundry experience? Why? I did not see a single soul any of the times really? I was down there. Yeah. Were the machines being used? Only one washer was used when I went down initially. Yeah. And then when I went down now, there was one more washer being used. Wow. So for like, I feel like one in every 10 times, mm-hmm. I get like a good laundry day. That's pretty badass. But I also reminded myself of a story from when I was going down. Yeah. So our neighbors across the hall from us, who we actually liked quite a bit because yeah. they were young and fun. and Yeah. For those of you who haven't listened to earlier episodes of the podcast, our previous neighbors who used to... Uh, live in the unit across from us. They were a family of three with like a newborn baby, and the baby would cry all the time. But whenever we would have parties or friends over here, the mom would make the husband send like half passive aggressive notes to us yeah about like keeping it down and how she's a teacher and like it was so ridiculous and like, Part of me is like, I just wish she would just come and like say something because the guy was so nice to us otherwise. And we would give him heads up and yeah. he brought him cupcakes. I brought them cupcakes and everything. He's like, oh, okay, it's Friday night. It's uh, We're having a birthday party. We'll yeah. be down by 10.30. Oh, it's Halloween. So yeah. it's not like it was three in the morning. Totally. And it wasn't like every, uh, every day. It was no. like very distinct holidays. Yeah. Basically, we nowadays we only do once. We every do three three. Four, three. To, three to four Yeah, a year. I was going to say we had three big events. Your birthday, my birthday, Halloween. And then there's the wild card. The wild card, yeah. So So, anyways, they moved out, and they're now renovating the apartment across the hall from us. Yes. And last week, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday, we're making <laughs> dinner, and you went to go throw the garbage out, and I'm doing dishes, and you come back to me, like, oh, John, you're like, they left the door in front of us unlocked and, like, a little bit open. Yeah, and so I always, like, think, I was like, oh, it's kind of weird, because I'm like, would people just go into the apartment and, like, hang out there or something? Because yeah. I was like, what's going on well, in we there? We did. <laughs> so I was like, John, let's go check it out. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. I was then. like, what are we going to get in trouble for? I said, we can't go in that apartment. We can just say we were like, oh, we heard something in there. 
So I yeah. would go check it out. So and, like, was, don't leave the door open if yeah. you don't want anyone to go in. So, so I was, I was like, like, fuck this shit. I'm going. I was like, you go first. You scope it out. There's no one in there. Then yeah. maybe I'll come in for a quick second. So I knew I could get you. I yeah. was, like, intrigued. I was like, whoa, John. They gutted the whole thing. I was like, what? So then you put on your shoes. And I could tell you were, like, nervous in it because I was, like, talking about their furniture. And you're yeah. like, okay, we should go. Yeah, I know. I was like, I've seen everything I need to see. <laughs> but, but it's really interesting because it is, like, the exact opposite of our apartment. Yeah. But at the same time, even though, like, all the walls were knocked down almost on one side of the apartment, yeah. it still felt smaller than ours to a degree. Yeah. So I, mean, make sure, yeah I just want to make sure I lock the door. You keep going. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, like, John's already the popo, the apartment popo, are going to come after him. No, I was worried that I was worried that squatters were just gonna run in here and like no! take us out. So, anyways, it was I, just an instance of me being a chicken. I'm a law-abiding citizen, <laughs> you know. I play by the rules. If, <laughs> if anyone's ever worried about me being a troublemaker, clearly yeah. me not wanting to go into a vacant apartment for five minutes. <laughs> that's the kind of scaredy cat I am when it comes to that shit. So I guess like just that might have been like Tuesday, because then Wednesday. We did something Wednesday. Yeah. What did we do? Went to a little Italy. We flexed again. Did I? Yeah. Oops. Stop looking at them. Would you rather me look at something else than you? My eyes. <laughs> <laughs> these eyes. <laughs> Did you know initially these eyes by the guests who were going to be called these arms? Shut up. It's true. Says who? Ba- Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings. It's in the DVD that Dan and I are Why were they going to call it these arms? Because the, the first words are these arms. And then it says these eyes. And then someone, I think the record label is like, no, these arms are too ugly. Can you call them these exactly. eyes? Exactly. I was like, that's like being like these knees. These knees. These knees. I've seen a lot of things on something, something, something. These knees. knees. We've lost it. We've lost it. My favorite part, can I tell one quick story? (laughs) But you must. Nine years ago when I was still in like college and had crazy long hair, Dan won tickets to go see the guests who live at like CBC because they were performing, they were filming a Mm -hmm. concert DVD. Yeah. And if anyone has it, you can see Dan and I in the front row. With oh, real, my God, yeah. With, with really big shirts and, like, really long hair. They're the youngest people in the crowd, potentially. But, uh, yeah, and then we stood next to a blind woman who danced like crazy. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, where are you guys from? We're like, Ottawa. She's like, you came from Ottawa? We're like, no. <laughs> but there's just, it, we always make fun of it because there's one part, you know, uh, the song Undone, She's Come On. Yeah, yeah. There's a flute solo, and Burton Cummings, who's like, a stu- like he's the uh, the main singer. Yeah. He like told this story. He's like, one night we were pr- supposed to play it live, but our flute player wasn't there, and then I decided to play flute, and then that's why there's flute in undone. And then he's like, <laughs> it's like the weirdest explanation. And he starts playing flute, so Dan and I would always be like, and that's why there's a flute on undone. <laughs> that is amazing. So. You guys, like, I remember like fast forward uh, <laughs> seven years later. Yeah. I think you showed me that yeah. like DVD, and I was like dying of laughter. If I can find a clip, I'll post on the Facebook page yeah. if I could take like a screen grab but yeah. I, I don't even know if, if it's on YouTube uh so that was that was a great <laughs> that's a good story that's a good story um so I guess like progressing through the week it's now summer theoretically not this week mm. um but last week it felt warmer some days yeah um so we had obviously everyone over to your house on Our your house. birthday mm-hmm. to your house ah. I just I just happened to take up space in it <laughs> Um, but either way, Ferris and Lori were like, oh, why don't we 
rally for dinner, um, and you hang out with the girls, yeah. right? So we were all like, oh, let's go kick it in Little Italy after work, yeah. which was a lot of fun. So we ended up going to this restaurant called Utopia. Yeah. Um, it's at, like, College in Clinton. It's, we all hadn't been in ages. Like, I used to go there a lot during university, and then, like, when I think you and I first started dating... We went there a fair bit. I think so. Um, but, like, Lori had never been there. They have really good, like, burritos and stuff. And they have a heated back patio, which is really nice. Yeah. So we get there. Obviously, Ferris and I get there first. You guys aren't there yet. So we're like, let's order sangria. Uh, so we ended up chilling there for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, Do you like the food? Uh, yeah, everything was good. Just the waitress sucked. She was horrible. She was pretty shitty. I, felt, I do feel bad for waitresses, though, because, like... Because, like, because, like, my first job was waitressing at an old age yeah, home. you almost killed people. That's because they didn't tell me they were diabetic. Jesus. Right? But, like, I was by myself for, like, 15 people. This lady was, like, what seemed, like, by herself for, like, the entire back patio. But there was, like, points of the night where she would just, like, not acknowledge us at yeah, all. Yeah, she just, like, walked by us and didn't yeah. acknowledge us and... Apparently, the lady's washroom was, like, overflowing Ew. or some shit like and, that. And, like, John's really particular because now, like, I can hold my bladder like a fucking camel in the desert. And so I'd be, no, that's like... that's a comedy cellar. No. Oh, my God. It's That that day was brutal. But I had, like, my, like, weight and beer that day. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, oh, man, I have to go to the bathroom. But mm. I'm going to hold it after I hear all these horror stories mm. about people pissing on toilets <laughs> and, like, things leaking from the Gross. ceiling. And I was, like, that's disgusting. Um, so it was really fun, though, hanging out there. So we ended up chilling for, like, a few hours. Yeah. Um, it was really nice. It's always really nice just to hang out with, um, the four of us kind of thing, because I feel like it's, like, the old crew to a certain degree. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I'm trying to see in my notes what else we did. I don't think we did anything on Thursday. No, I don't think so. So Friday. Yeah. Friday starts movie weekend. Yeah, we did a lot of weekend this week. So what do we see Friday? So Friday, um, we were... Okay, so preface it with... uh, We saw the film Love and Mercy, which is the Brian Wilson biopic. Yeah. Um, It's not like a documentary. It's starring John Cusack and Paul Dano. Yeah, apparently it's Dano. Oh, Paul Dano. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, Elizabeth Banks, uh, she's the cousin of Chiclet Teeth. (laughs) And then Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Which is a cool cast in itself, some might say. Everyone other than, like, John John Cusack. John Cusack and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. So 50% of the four people we just listed we like. But Ferris actually saw the pre-screening of Love and Mercy for work. Okay. And she was, like, raving about it. She liked it a lot. She was like, oh, my God, I asked my dad if I could borrow the Brian Wilson book. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Brian Wilson is the man behind the Beach Boys, essentially. Yeah. He wrote most of their catalog. He mm-hmm. did the famous Pet Sounds album. He basically wrote, like, God Only Knows. Totally. And like, yeah, he's the main creative, to a certain point, the creative force. brains yeah. force behind everything. So, here's the one fact, is that John and I are very big Beach Boys fans. Yeah. I would probably say I'm a bit bigger of a Beach Boys uh, fan, to so a wait, degree. Which, who do you like, I always forget, who do you like more, Beach Boys or, or Beatles? Probably Beach Boys. Really? Okay. Because yeah. I thought I was going to say, whereas you might, you know more historically about the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. I'm like, I might be a bit more of a Beach Boy music fan, just because I know you love the Beatles so much, whereas you might give 55, 45... Like, See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't split them in the bill though. Like you, people are like, to me, it's more like, do you like Beatles or Rolling Stones? Mm. 
right? And I would say Beatles. Right. Right? Okay, so that's fair. I'll say, you. yeah, you definitely like them more and you know a little bit more. Than yeah. Be- like, I still, I know a lot about the Beach Boys, but there's still, I don't know everything. Whereas right. I feel like you know uh, the whole story. Which I love. Like, my brothers have been, like, my brothers are huge Beach Boys fans, especially my, like, um, closer in age brother, Brandon, my middle <laughs> brother. Um, so, like, when he became really big into it during high school and university, I kind of took over after he finished with all his books. I picked up a lot of the albums and everything. So we went to go see Love and Mercy at the Varsity Theater on Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you should note is that the Varsity Theater at Young and Bloor area yeah. is basically show... They show, like, all indie flicks, and the demographic that typically goes there... Skews older. A little bit older. John and I may have been, like, the Burton Cummings. Yeah. Like, little bit of the younger audience in there. Everyone had gray hair. It, it was yeah. old. It was, it like, was like, retirees. All, yeah, all your parents were at this thing. Yeah, so, basically, Ferris, John, and myself pulled in the young ones. Yeah. Um, okay, so wait... Wait, wait, we gotta talk about the, the trailers we saw. Oh, God. So, obviously, one thing people love to do when they go to the movies is see the trailers. And I understand that if you're gonna go see, like, say, Mad Max, you're not gonna see, like, a Disney Pixar trailer. No. Or vice versa. If you go see, like, Happy Feet 2, you won't see a trailer for, like, Mad Max, right? Yeah. So, we go... That is the definition of vice versa. Mm. <laughs> I smell ya. Okay, girl. It's a movie, it's a movie about movie making. <laughs> <laughs> you fool for this one, girl. <laughs> the penultimate fool over here. <laughs> what? Keep going. So, if it's a movie about an old man and there's a lot of older people there, it's like I, I was hoping to see some good trailers. Do we not see all the trailers for all these old man movies? It was so funny. Like, the first one that comes up is like starring Sir Ian McKellen in this like weird, like inverse Nazi film. Opposite J- Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the hell like, her name is. With Helen Mirren. And it was like old film, old film, old film. Okay, Ghost of Black, new film. Sir Ian McKellen. In, like, you know him as Captain Picard, but he is some how, old fucker. How is Sir Ian McKellen as Captain Picard? No, I meant like another guy. Oh, in the movie. you mean Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart. Right? And the movie was not X Men. For those no. of you guys who are like, those are two great actors. Yeah. It was basically like Nazi inverse film, then yeah. like a Nazi train film, yeah. and it basically starred the same old cast. And everyone was on, like, the edge of their seat. All these old fucks yeah. loved it. John and I are like, did they just show the same trailer twice? I know. <laughs> the only saving grace was one movie trailer had Bob Ryan from Entourage. The guy yeah. said, is that something you might be interested in? <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, that makes sense. That's what the audience is. Those people probably yeah. wet their pants seeing all these trailers, which is good. Here is another... Okay, wait. Let's talk about the movie. Remind me to talk about the old man trait. The old man tree? Trait. Trait. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What uh, do you what do you give Love and Mercy? On the fast bender scale? On the fast bender scale. Yo, yo, yo. How many micro fast benders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn dog. You get eight, cause that white boy crazy. I give it I give it a lot of thought, so I liked it more than you. I would hope I would give it yeah. a lot of thought. <laughs> I, like, I liked it more than you. I would give it a seven point eight. Do you just see IMDb? No, is that what the score yeah. is? I thought it was higher than that. What no. Last? Oh, I give seven point eight. It loses a lot. It loses a lot of marks, unfortunately, for John Cusack. Yeah. John Cusack took me out of the film because it just looked like John. It just looked like a a, a mentally challenged John Cusack. Okay, so sorry, keep going. But I really just giving my review. I really, really loved 
young Brian Wilson, Paul Dano, Dano's performance. Yeah. I love the way they created pet sounds. All the stuff in the studio was great. His performance was awesome. Mm -hmm. It's just John Q. I had to just eventually be like, okay, I'm going with it. I get it. John yeah. Cusack, you're Brian Wilson. But a lot of it I liked. Mm -hmm. uh, I already knew a lot of the story. You can get into what historical accuracies or not. Like, yeah. I under, I. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. He's not like he's going to die. It's not like he's going to kill anyone. Yeah. He makes the greatest album of all time, and then yeah. he goes crazy because he gets too many pills. But right. I thought for what it was, it was good. I liked it. Okay. So this is IMDb also gave it 7.8, and this is the synopsis that they gave the film. So in the 1960s, Beach Boys leader Brian Wilson struggles with emerging psychosis as he attempts to craft his avant-garde pop masterpiece, mm. a.k.a. Pet Sounds, in the 1980s, he is a broken, confused man under the 24-hour watch of shady therapist Dr. Eugene Landy. Mm -hmm. So you have to, to be confused with Dr. Eugene Levy. <laughs> so he'd be too nice. Yeah. Um, but either way, okay, so I would probably give this film a four. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. And the only reason I give it a four is that because of Paul Dano's character. Wow. Yeah. You hated this movie. I did not like it. I was getting restless in the theater. And I think it is to me, it's because there's this other made-for-TV movie that John Stamos produced, who John Stamos is a huge Beach Boys fan. If you ever watch Full House, all the stuff he ever, like, anecdotally talks about is, like, his days performing as a drummer for the Beach Boys, which he did. Right? And so... I think there he produced this film called a Beach Boys and All American Family in like yeah. the early two thousands, and it was phenomenal. It was a two day special event. <laughs> you actually bought the DVD for my brother Brandon yeah. for his birthday. Yeah, he loves it. We rewatched it. The characters minus Al Jardine actually look <laughs> like all the characters. Yeah, um, the historical accuracy was pretty pretty dead on, right? Yeah. and. To be fair, yeah, they did space it out over the span of two days, so they had four hours of time to play with. Right. What I didn't like about this film was it was kind of in a shittier way. Like, you know how Hannibal, the TV show, pulls all parts of the Hannibal series, like Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragons, yeah. etc., to tell the story? This kind of film, albeit jumps from young Brian Wilson to old Brian Wilson, it yeah. kind of, like, didn't talk about certain huge pivotal things it over sensationalized dr landy like mm. i don't think he was ever that violent right. of a person and i think they just made it more filmy as opposed to biopicy right kind of thing which is like oh is brian wilson's story not interesting enough that you had to sensationalize it yeah so like they the didn't guy lived in the bed for two years then they didn't even talk like they just talked about that in a sentence well, they didn't show him getting like obese so in the film's defense I, I know why they didn't do it. They said they wanted to d depict two two times in his life. They weren't going to do, like, we want to do the making of, like, Pet Sounds and then the mm. follow-up. Then this one certain period in the, the 90s. When it, was, it wasn't like... They it was were, in the 80s. Sorry, the 80s. Mm -hmm. But they didn't want to, like, they weren't... They didn't want to focus on the time when he was, like, in bed for two years. They didn't want to focus on, like, all his... It's just, like, these were two certain points yeah. in his life. So they didn't... Which is fine. Fat. But at the same time, getting fat was during Smiley Smile. So that made no sense. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And so it was also like, he took like, there were so many historical inaccuracies, it just pissed me off. So like, for those of you listeners who are Beach Boys fans, I would be really curious to see what you guys thought of the film. 
because it pissed me off that Brian Wilson was scared of going into the water for so long. Yeah. And then the whole movie he was in like a pool, right? right and like yeah, jumping like... into the ocean free willingly. Then it was also like he was on so much drugs during like pet sounds and smile. Yeah. All of a sudden in like Marilyn, his first wife, hated it. In the movie she's like, Oh my god, you're on LSD. LSD? How wow. was it? Right? Like so into it. And then it also equally felt like one point, I didn't want to hear Brian Wilson's story through the eyes of Melinda. Yeah. Right? Like, that was fucking pointless. Right? And then, like, um, John Cusack did not look anything like Brian Wilson. I felt like I was watching two fucking films. I was watching somebody live out, like, Brian Wilson's story as Paul Dano, biopic. Yeah. Then I was watching a separate fucking movie, which was like a romantic comedy. It might as well have been like Say Anything with yeah. like John Cusack holding the fucking boombox playing like pet sounds for a, like chiclet teeth cousin. But there's three parts undeniably that you like that I loved. Which? First of all, the, re the recreation of Sloop John B music video oh, was fantastic. was fantastic. <laughs> but Hilarious as is. Two best parts and somewhat spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! There's a scene wherein... Paul Giamatti's character's in, like, so what's her face? Melinda. Melinda. Elizabeth Banks plays a car salesman. She's hiding in her office, and <laughs> Paul Giamatti comes, like, banging on her office, being like, I know you're in there. Screw you. <laughs> but then this part is just, I love it anytime when he's just like, you slut. <laughs> anytime anyone calls someone a slut, like, he's just like, you slut. <laughs> he was me, so aggressive. Like, he should get Best Supporting Actor for just that role. It reminded me of a scene in the bad season of on, of Dexter when Colin Hanks was a killer. <laughs> yeah. And he goes onto a houseboat, and this woman, like, opens the door, and he's just like, hello, slut. <laughs> <laughs> But then the other best part is there's two scenes in like the car dealership mm -hmm. and two times something happened. Nothing like the first Nothing. time, first time Melinda meets Brian Wilson, there's this stupid car salesman who comes like up her to her, boss or her boss and his only line is, are you okay? <laughs> 45 minutes later, he's in the, the, she's in the dealership again. Something happens. And he comes up. His other line is, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, come on. It just made me laugh. Well, even, like, I texted my brothers, like, when we got home. I'm like, P.S., you do not need to see this film as, like, avid Beach Boys fans. <laughs> so, like, my favorite is, like, none of the Beach Boys had barely any lines in this film outside of Brian Wilson. But, like, Hal Blaine, part of the wrecking crew for Phil Spector, had, like, four lines in the film. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and they weren't repeats like the car salesman. Yeah, I think so, my, my favorite line was from, like, Dennis Wilson. He's like... They come back from Japan tour, and he's like, hey, Brian. He's like, California girls, more like Tokyo girls. I'm like, what? This is so stupid. And, like, for, here's a fun fact. If you, First of all, Al Jardine, great guitarist, was not the best looking. No. If he had no lines in the film, why couldn't you cast somebody more accurately portrayed as his height? Right? Yeah, he looks like a gremlin. He was like, in real life, he does look like a gremlin. In this movie, he was like a fucking poster child for Campbell's Soup. He yeah. was, like, pristine and, like, a Letterman jacket. Well, I appreciate you holding back on that review. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, if you like... If you like shitty biopics. Although, yeah. I was reading today that it's like, oh, this is uh, Oscar-worthy Oscar biopic. Why do you say biopic? Biopic? <laughs> biopic. Bio. Bio. Biopic. Yeah. I don't know. The penultimate choice. <laughs> no. You, some would say Paul Dano is the penultimate in that movie. No, you say John Cusack. Would be. Why would you call him John Cusack? <laughs> you make it by me for saying Bioc. And you call him John Cusack. So you're acting a fool. You know, don't pinch my nose. Don't.
don't pick on me. I pick on you whenever I want. You crazy chick. Ow. Don't. So, so that was Friday. <laughs> then we came home at like 10 o'clock and made pasta for dinner. <laughs> for some reason, we're like, let's go to a movie and then eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night. Meet the heaviest dinner note to man. Instead of eating dinner and then going to a movie. <laughs> we're not geriatrics. I know. <laughs> so. so Saturday was a lot of fun. We ended up... Mm babysitting little baby Ben. Yeah. Which was like the... I just keep on saying the penultimate just because the ultimate's in it. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. And then Sunday rolled around and you yeah. had a great idea like, okay, let's do some spring cleaning. I was going to say let's do some spring chickens. <laughs> let's do some... Like a spring chicken. Let's do like, some spring cleaning. So you're like, let's get out rid of all this clutter and then let's actually frame some cool pictures. Yeah. It's really funny though because it's like... On our mantle, so we have three shelves that came with our apartment that we always call the mantle, and it's basically because we don't have a fireplace, and we throw our keys and shit on the first one. Keep talking. I just want to make sure I, I PVR the bachelor. Sorry. Oh, I just want to make sure. Bachelorette, get it right. Um, so on the first shelf, we usually keep, like, regular mail that I'll never open, um, like, any kind of magazines we're reading, our keys, sunglasses, etc., then towards the um, the back part of that shelf, um, closest to like where we sit, we have like all of our hockey memorabilia and like concert tickets. Second shelf, we have a lovely picture frame Jen and Katie gave to us with pictures of John and I in it. I did PVR. Yes, good call, because that would have been tragic. I know. Um, and then on the third shelf, we literally just put John's karate trophy. Yeah. Um, but we have like a ton of birthday cards for John and like scattered. All across the mantle. And so I was like, oh, it'd be really nice to take this time. I thought you said the mantle. The mantle. Um, so we're obviously not going to hang, like, stockings for Santa Claus. No. So we're like, let's go switch out all these pictures. Because we're like, oh, we have so many of, like, friends and family and stuff we want to put up. And, like, so we ended up hauling ass to winners. Yeah. And you bought, like, like six awesome picture frames, mm -hmm. which was really sweet. And then we were like, it's really hard when you, like... Have so many years of pictures to choose from, like, what gets framed. Right. Because it's like, that's kind of like making a big deal, right? It's like, you're worthy of being on our faux mantle. Yeah, because it's like, you got some stature if you can get on our mantle. Totally, like... We don't just put, like, hobos up there. No, we don't. And no it's like, hobo. Exactly. Like, John and I, all, although there are some nicer pictures of us on there, we also like putting, like, silly pictures of us up, right? We don't like taking those posed pictures, like, prom night. Oh, we must... Oh. There's a picture. Although there is a prom night looking two pictures on Yeah, there. but there's also one of us like in our Halloween costumes. Yeah. And then there's also, like we like more silly ones. Like. Yeah, so they're just fun. They showcase us. So it was really nice to like put up those pictures and like hang out in the afternoon. Um, what you recall it? We ate uh, some like breakfast. You made an awesome breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyways, so Sunday was like... The Entourage movie finally came out. Yes. And so all, like, the last week and a half leading up to it, I think yeah. we mentioned last week, we were like, let's watch the Entourage yeah. series. So we had, like, Bati Man over, <laughs> and we binge-watched, like, almost, like, an entire season on last Saturday. Yeah, and I think, so it, it was awesome. Like, we just got back into, like, the Entourage, like, frame, frame of mind, mm -hmm. and it's just, like... Great being back in that world. If you haven't watched it, watch the first five seasons. Those yeah. are awesome. We watched my favorite season, which has, like, Billy Walsh, because they're making Midian. Yeah. Which I actually think is pronounced uh, Medellin in, in Spanish. My vagine? No, Medellin. 
Medellin? Yeah, because it's in Colombia, right? Yeah. That's the city name. Okay. And that's how they said it on House Hunters International. Well, okay. This, who are you going to believe? House Hunters International or Vinnie Chase and Billy Walsh? And also, you're the girl who called this guy John Cusack. So. <laughs> no. Okay, biopic. Wait, <laughs> 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 well, save that picture. I want to post it on Facebook. So, Tell everyone what you said. So, I'm on the IMDb page for... Like, look at him. Oh. Um, what you're gonna call it so basically uh every time we do the fast bender scale i always go on uh imdb and like look up what imdb obviously rated the film and so i'm looking up entourage and there's this little picture of kevin connelly who's like possibly in his mid 40s right now and he has like a six-year-old picture as his profile pic for i am the imdb page it just made us laugh made me laugh a lot so okay so obviously we've been building up to watch entourage we're really excited ferris saw it she was going to bring you to the screening of it because adrian grenier was there Mm -hmm. and whatnot what did you think so after brian wilson movie i my prediction was you would like entourage more than i did yeah my thing was i wasn't going i was going in excited to see the movie but i didn't have high hopes yeah because it's so hard this isn't a sequel but it's like anytime like entourage was great until the last two seasons and then they took a four-year break and i'm like I obviously want to see the movie. I was excited to see it, but I'm like, yeah. I didn't have high hopes. I didn't think it would be the greatest yeah. thing because it ended not on a high note. Um, it blew my expectation. I wouldn't say blew, yeah. but I liked it a lot. So I would probably give it 8.3 wow. fast benders. Yo, yo, yo. How many micro fast benders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get 8 because that white boy crazy. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, okay, keep going. So I thought it had some funny jokes. I liked all the celebrity cameos. That's what yeah. I always loved about Entourage. Yeah. Was whenever like cool, fun faces would be mm-hmm. in it. I thought Ari was great. He had yeah. all. He was like token Ari. Ari, yeah. I wish like I get Billy Walsh's character, one of our favorites. He's supposed to be like sober and washed up, and it's like I get they didn't give him like a huge storyline. He had like maybe three scenes. Yeah. And only like his last scene was I really know. good. But um, no, it actually. I didn't mind half the storyline. Like, the actual... Everyone, if you've seen the trailer, Vince wants to direct and star in his own movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like that storyline. I didn't like Eric's storyline, no, which neither. was stupid. Turtle's storyline about, like, Ronda Rousey was all right. Yeah. I like Johnny Drama's storyline, because it yeah. kind of had to do with the movie. Yeah. But, uh, no, I thought it was good for, for what it was. I actually enjoyed it. I really liked... I just liked seeing them all together. Again, yeah. Again, for something new. I liked when the... Um, Jane's Addiction song came on, the dance, yeah. the wannabe, you're superhero. Yeah. When that came on, I got excited. I like seeing Aww. Lloyd. I like seeing, Dr- like, it just, it was good to see them, especially since we had just been watching the show. So much, yeah. No, it makes total sense. What about you? Um, I probably, I, I give it, like, a 7.58. Yo, yo, yo. How many micro fast benders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. I thought it was like, and I said this to you, I think if had we not been watching the show consistently, it would have probably felt too long. Like, as like both of us as editors, I felt like there were certain things I would have taken out or like probably wouldn't have concentrated on. Like, I felt like they had made E's character like way too douchebaggy. And yeah. I'm like, E's not like this. He's, he's never like, been like that. No, I'm like, he's like a romantic and like, the nice guy and stuff. So it was weird to see him like 
kind of be a little more like a frat boy, to yeah. be honest. Um, the turtle story is turtle. Like, when did tor- like turtle lose all the weight and become the best looking? I yeah, guess? I know he did become the best looking. So it's crazy. so crazy. Uh, drama. The last part with him, we won't say what happened. Yeah. It's just like was so lovely and heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I felt like I was like, did you start crying? I had a couple of tears. <laughs> I'm invested in him. Drama. I, I used to have a Johnny Drama T-shirt. Um, did you? Yeah, the store where they make custom shirts. Yeah. I bought a Johnny Drama shirt. Yeah. I bought one for Dan. Then we got one for we got an Ari shirt for Sean. Did you get a turtle shirt for Dan? Yeah, we got Dan a turtle really? shirt. No, we, we threatened to get Dan a turtle Aww. shirt. He's like, I'll never wear it. See, but now he should, because turtle's the best. Ah, cut to uh, a year after Dan and I saw Guess Who in concert. Mm-hmm. Sean, Dan, and myself see the Guess Who. Oh, this this brings everything full circle. Back okay. to the very first podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Sean, Dan, and myself saw the Guess Who in concert, let's say, seven years ago. When we saw them at the amphitheater, Sean was wearing the RE t-shirt we got him. That night when we were at the concert, we all got drunk, especially myself. <laughs> Come home at midnight, my phone is dead. I charge it. At 12.30, I get messages from one Lori Stevens saying, John, I'm off tomorrow. Can you come in? Two interns are being sent. <laughs> I go and hung over. Who sent in those interns? Ding, ding, you ding. did. And that all goes back to Entourage wow. and T-shirts and the guests who. Look at this. Look how I... We totally brought it together. High five. <laughs> Sorry, I just slapped your foot. <laughs> That shit crazy. How do you remember Bati Man, what he was wearing? Because I have pictures of him in that t-shirt. I just remember, like, that exact... That was the exact time when... You should when, post that picture. Yeah, maybe I will do that. But that was during the exact time when the three of us were watching Entourage and listening to, like, the Guess Who. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just remember what the three of us were... Because it was such a big... It was a big night. Like... Yeah. We saw the concert. Uh... It was a really fun night. The next day was the whole, like, going into work thing. Mm-hmm. You sent people... Like, it was just... I remember that night distinctly because there was yeah. a lot going on. So, yeah, I highly recommend if you're going to see Entourage, watch some episodes to get into it. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I read, like, so many reviews of both films when we got home, like, both nights. And Love and Mercy I just got pissed about, so I stopped reading. Because I was like, there's clearly no music anthologist writing about this. Yeah. Um, but then when I was reading about Entourage, um, it was so stupid. Like, The New Yorker and, like, The New York Times and... Rotten Tomatoes all, like, gave it horrible reviews. Like, Entourage? Th- yeah, like, yeah. 3 out of 10. And then, like, an article I read, I think it was in... It was posted on BuzzFeed or something, so I don't know who linked it. Yeah. But it was saying, like, does Entourage have too many homophobic references? Or, what? like, undertones or something? And it's like, clearly there's so many gay overtures in Entourage. But I was like... Okay, first of all, it's such a guy film. Yeah. And it's like, that's just guys like a bromance film. So it's just like, do you really have to read so much into this crap? Like, it's that got- kind of shit bothered me a little bit. Here's the one thing I did notice. We were watching season one of, of Entourage, and that took place, I think, 2004. Mm-hmm. I, 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 so... Obviously, it was never right to use this word, but especially like 10, 11 years ago, they threw around the F, like the F, the... the, That made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, they threw that one around a lot. And I remember back then, that's before people really started cracking down. Yeah. And they were really, especially like the first few, well, everything with Lloyd, that's Ari's character is he's like misogynistic and homophobic. But it's always like, he's kind of got love with it. Yeah. I noticed this one, whereas he's still like in like, when Lloyd calls, it says like, Gaijin, yeah. It's it was definitely toned down a bit, but it's like, no, I, I'm like, listen, when you get like 
groups of guys like that. Yeah. You might not be dropping F-bombs, but it's like, that's how guys talk. Yeah. It's like, you're going to talk, and if you're not around women, you might not say the nicest no. thing about women. So and it's like, so just get get over it. So they were just saying, like, comparing it to, like, sex in the city and how, like, sex in the city would be, like, the girls would have, like, sleepovers and stuff, and it wasn't a thing, but, like, the guys would, like, nap together and, like, all that shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, I just, I thought that some of the people were, like, reaching so much yeah, to, like, I'd be mad at this guy. <laughs> He's like a six-year-old wonderkin. I know. So, no, I... It made me laugh, though. Do you know how old drama is in real life? 49. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you looked it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know. I figured he was in like late 40s. Yeah, but they made him 10 years younger in the film. Oh, yeah, I know. They said he's like 40 now. Yeah, I, no, I think he was. He always lies about his age. Oh, probably. I think he was lying but no, in the movie. but like, yeah, he, he can't always... be 20 years older than uh, Vince, because Vince said he was 34 now. I know, but the whole thing was, you never know how, drama always said he was younger. Yeah, I guess he could be like 15 years older than Vince. Yeah. Uh, so we should probably wrap this up in a minute. We've done well mm. over an hour. Yes. So the band of the week, before we get into it, it's going to be The Darkness. Obviously. Because they like me on Instagram. I got <laughs> got their fantastic new album. I just want to quickly talk about the album and then go into it because I, I tweeted I them. I listened to it too. So their new album's called Last of Our Kind. Mm-hmm. And it's their fourth studio album, if you don't include The Hot Leg, which would make it five. Yes. And what are your initial thoughts on the dark on the Darkness album? So I think it is like what is what is this one called on our poster? Oh, that's uh, Permission to Land. The first oh, it song. says it right there on the ground. Oh um, yeah, next to the Naked Lady. <laughs> right, Permission to Land. I think it was like I only knew a couple songs off that, and then it was the second album that I liked. One Way Ticket. Yeah, I liked a lot of songs off that one. I think. Yeah. yeah. Was that the one with Concrete? No. No, the, that, I like the third one. The third one's Hot Cakes. Yeah, Hot Cakes. I like the reunion album. Yeah, the reunion album. I liked a lot of songs off that one. This new album um, sounds way more grungy and yeah. like a little bit more underground and like mm-hmm. their artistic album, which kind of feels like how like Kendrick Lamar's album's like the political album. Well, funny you say that. This album they actually put out on their own. Like, see, they they like I know did it without shit. a studio label. Like they did um, a pledge music fund. That's how I, I bought mm. the album off pledge music, where Aww. they get people to people donate. donate, and you get like that's how I got signed yeah. vinyl and all these great features. Yeah. But because they made the album the it's way like they, a Kickstarter. Exactly. So the way I see it, their second album, One Way Ticket to Hell, will always be my favorite album. Yeah. So I was trying to rank all the, their four albums. Yeah. It basically goes uh, One Way Ticket to Hell is the best. Then the other three albums are all tied for second. Aww, like, I can't. you can't gauge. Every every album's got like. Yeah. So this album, uh, when I first listened to it, I agreed. I'm like, okay, there's not necessarily like a huge single like mm-hmm. I believe in a thing called love or concrete. Mm-hmm. But the more I listen to it, I'm like, this is just a solid, awesome like darkness album. Yeah. Like there's classic Justin mm-hmm. Hawkins falsetto, great guitar riffs, even Frankie Poulain, the <laughs> bass player. Has a, a song which might even be my favorite song on the album. Yeah. It's called Con- Conquerors. Yeah. And it's just like it's a fun album to listen yeah. to. Like I'm listening to, it, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear this song live or In that concert, song live. Yeah. So, if you like the darkness, it's called Last of Our Kind. I definitely recommend you pick it up. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out like which song. Do, either I'm going to make the song of the week Last of Our Kind. Yeah. Or I'm like, should I make it Conquerors? Because that's my favorite song. Just make Conquerors. But it ju- it's not Justin Hawkins singing. That's okay. It's the darkness. So it's darkness like you've never heard them. Okay. So why don't we get into it? This is the band of the week. Last of Our Kind by The Darkness. And this is Conquerors with Justin Hawkins on backup vocals. Ooh. So let's give it a listen and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. So all the ways to get in contact with us, you already know. 
Holla at your boy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm, I'm Malenkamp. And you can get in contact with me and check out some awesome Insta pictures. We're heading to Chicago this yes. week. So follow me. It's ValGomez23 yes. on Insta and Twitter. So the finale next week will be from Chicago, Shy City. Yeah, we're and going to Wrigley. We're going to Lincoln Hall. Checking out some fun shit in the bean. Exactly. So don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash live605. Then download us on iTunes and rate, comment, and subscribe to us on there. If you want to check us out, we'll be at Lincoln Hall. If you're in Chicago and you listen to the podcast, we'll be at Lincoln Hall Thursday night. Exactly. So hopefully we'll see you there. And if not, until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy.
John Mallon. And Val Gomez.